You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Yesterday, the Competition Commission ruled that the proposed takeover of Burger King by U.S. private equity fund be prohibited due to the lack of a BE in the new ownership structure. And while the Commission found that the proposed transaction was unlikely to impact competition in South Africa, the Commission did find that the merger would lead to a significant reduction in the shareholding of historically disadvantaged persons in the target firm. Now, I certainly can't remember another high-profile case uh, that's been turned down by the Competition Commission due to a lack of BE at the ownership level or the resulting dilution of BE parties from the deal. Uh, to talk about this, I'm joined now by Nolani Nyali, partner in Bowman's competition practice. Nolani, welcome. Uh, this is the Competition Commission and not the Public Interest Commission, or, or am I getting that wrong? Thank you for having me on the show. Well, I suppose, I mean, the, the commission is a, uh, a creature of statute, and the statute was amended in 2018 to provide the Competition Commission with additional powers in its assessment of mergers, and those powers relate to the public interest. And, and, and uh, whether, of course, that's the right place for these powers to, to exist, uh, they nonetheless exist in that legislation. And so I suppose the Commission is doing what it was uh, required to do by the policymaker. Um, and, and of course, I think that that's what we, we then need to discuss, whether it's striking the right balance. Yeah, I mean, that is the issue, Nolani. If we, if we look at it, when assessing a merger, the Competition Commission primarily looks at the impacts of competition on the merger? Is it going to substantially reduce or limit competition in the market? Uh, uh, since the introduction of public interest, it was always debated as to how that balance might be struck and whether or not public interest would rank subsidiary to the competition issues on par or even above those. What are the, the various considerations that need to be weighed up here when uh, looking at this particular judgment? Michael, there's so many competing rights that this judgment or decision, rather, impacts, which unfortunately it doesn't seem that the competition authorities um, saw fit to unpack or address, right? If you just think about it from the perspective of, of a black shareholder um, who, as a result of this decision, is suddenly in a position where they're not able to trade their shares as any other South African is able to do, if you are, for instance, a lender and you've lent money to a black shareholder to go and acquire shares and they default on, on their obligations and that results in a merger when, the, when you, the lender, want to now take security of the shares, can you now rely on you being able to perfect that security? So, I mean, that's just two uh, rights that are potentially impacted, which, and I think these rights are significant enough that... Uh, and a, a decision at a court level is, is probably necessary here. Now, there's always, I suppose, been this view that uh, public interest is subsidiary to the uh, competition assessment in mergers. And, of course, that view seems to have been changed since the 2018 amendments. And then the, the, the question, I suppose, that arises from there is how do you strike the balance to protect the economy and are still achieve the transformation uh, objectives and imperatives that, of course, the amendments sought to introduce. I mean, I'm not convinced that we, we have struck the right balance between the economic imperatives and the transformation of, uh, imperatives 
in this decision. And just reading comments from the Commissioner today, published in News24, reporting on an interaction in Parliament, uh, he did take the line that the the Commission, uh, being a creature of statute, was effectively just doing what it was, um, uh, what it had to do, according to the amendments that you mentioned to the law. But looking through the statement from GPI on SENS today, in order to address those public interest concerns that were raised by the Commission, the parties had proposed several conditions. They had proposed conditions to the merger that, by the end of 2026, ECP Africa, the acquirer, shall procure the investments of no less than 500 million rand in aggregate capex, which is going to be utilised in new Burger King stores in the country, new outlets that are going to increase to 150. Uh, the merged entity would increase the number of permanent employees uh, employed in South Africa by no less than 1,250 historically disadvantaged persons. And uh, subject to supply on reasonable commercial terms, that merged entity would increase procurement of products or services from uh, triple BWE accredited suppliers in the country from 665 million annually to 930 million rand a year, and also within two years doing a deal that would see an effect of 5% of the shares in the merged entity acquired by an empowerment partner. Now, surely that is at least uh, enough to demonstrate to the Commission that uh, the parties are mindful of the public interest around transformation. And you're quite right, uh, Michael. The issue that is, I suppose, concerning on, on the one hand, and which I, I suppose the Commission may have had in mind, is that, well, thank you for all of these commitments that you want to put forward, which we, will, we can take and put, and put in our back pocket. But the issue here is that the main provision talks to the promotion of a greater spread of ownership and in particular, including workers. So all of these other commitments, we can take them and put them in the employment bracket. We can take them and put them in the SME bracket. But how do they speak to the issue around promoting? And it seems like it's a positive obligation, right? You're promoting a, a greater spread of ownership. And so if that is the approach, then we, we, we have some serious concerns, right? Because it's quite a dogmatic approach mm -hmm. to, to, to take to these things. It's sort of it's a very blunt instrument because it says, I don't care what other uh, public uh, positive public interest outcomes your transaction may achieve. But if you don't tick the box on this particular one, then we will throw out the whole transaction. And I don't think the policymaker had that in mind when they put mm. that uh, provision in place. I think one has to look at this a bit more contextually. Mm. Um, one is to think about whether does, as a whole, do, does this move the country forward in terms of jobs, in terms of investments downstream, in terms of getting SMEs, really, plugged into a viable supply chain, which, of course, itself will have an indirect impact yeah. um, and in introducing HDPs into the mainstream economy. And I think that we, we do need to really interrogate this dogmatic approach that seems to be creeping in um, in how this particular provision is being interpreted. Olani, well, I can't tell you how many calls I fielded today from concerned 
business people, um, heads of business schools who've got hold of me to say, if this is the high watermark that we're now going to be establishing, we can kiss goodbye uh, the president's desire to uh, attract $100 billion worth of FDI into the country. There's just no way. I mean, you're looking at just a half a billion rand that would have flowed in via this transaction alone. And one now wonders uh, what might happen to the Distel-Heineken deal. We know the PIC holds 30% of Distel. If Heineken were to get that deal over the line, is it only going to be on the condition that it brings in significant uh, black ownership at the holding company structure? And how many foreign investors would be willing to invest in an environment like that? Uh, I mean, it raises a number of questions. Uh, Last one for you, though. Do you think this will be appealed, given the issues we've just discussed and and the, the forces at play? Michael, I mean, my sense is this decision has to be appealed. I think that the courts need to be able to consider a more broader um, and contextualized approach to the issue of a greater spread of ownership in the, in, in the economy. And it is important enough that a sort of a broader set of minds and different permutations of what this decision actually implicates uh, needs to be considered. My hope is that it, it does get appealed, if at least to give more clarity and set out the contours of or the full ambit of what that provision actually means because it may be in fact that the competition commission itself was thought it needed to precipitate an appeal so that it can also receive guidance from the courts. It wouldn't easier option not have been to seek a declaratory order from the courts. Well I suppose I mean the, the you know the, the commission can do that but it's easier if you go to the courts, I suppose, as, as the defendant with a very clear set of facts and parameters that you're working on, rather than where you are the one trying to define that set of parameters. And then just lastly, I've got to ask you a follow-up question then, Malani. If, if, I mean, you advise on transactions all the time on the competition side of them, getting these deals done very often with multinationals looking to do inbound uh, M&A into the country. What impact might a decision like this have on uh, potential uh, future deals? Do, do you think this is going to turn uh, foreign investors away? Well, it's, it's certainly uh, generated a significant amount of interest. I mean, between last night and this morning, my inbox has been pretty packed with investors in, in Europe to the US querying, uh, well, what does this mean? This is going to make what was already a challenging environment for investors even more challenging, which means it makes it less attractive. One, because it increases transaction costs in circumstances where there are similarly placed economies who perhaps are on the same development trajectory as us, but have less transaction costs for business. So, so certainly, people might think twice. And the danger, of course, we have with this is that What we always will never know are the deals that could have happened, but that didn't happen because people did the calculus and it simply wasn't adding up. That's a major danger for us. And so we will never know the deals that actually just never happen because we keep putting barriers. Thank you very much. Olani Nyali, partner at Bowman's, has the Competition Commission bitten off more than it should chew on Burger King? We'll have to wait and see.